everybody, this is James. And Marco. And Mikey. And this is the Movie Pals podcast, podcast number 146. As you guys just heard, Michael Parkham, our pretty much fourth member of the pod, has joined us today since, uh, as we revealed in the end of last pod, uh, Nabil is out on uh, vacation right now. And remember, we said we can't disclose his location, so don't yes. ask us. Did leave a Zodiac-like message to us. I don't know if it's from him, or I don't know if he's been kidnapped. Truth be told, so I mean, I'm just looking you at. Send it me here. one of those, one of those blank text messages. It's just like a blank box. Oh, oh just like, a, either the blank or the dot dot dot, like uh, yeah, yeah question mark. Yeah. What does it mean? Huh. Little do you guys know, I'm actually Nabil, and at the end of the podcast, I'm going to take off one of those masks, like in uh, Mission Impossible. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ha ha ha! I just want to see if you guys are talking shit about me the whole time. I'm like, I knew it. I knew it as soon as he took his shirt off. I knew that skin didn't match with the mask. <laughs> I'd give it away. <laughs> yeah, had a smiley face drawn on there. Yeah, so we're just gonna talk about Nabil for the rest of the pod here. Like, we don't have anything planned today. Just let everybody know. No, nope. just want to let um, you know we're just we're just free roaming it. No, real talk. We are going to be going over the Oscars 2023 uh, results, uh, what we thought about it, who won our Oscar bowling, annual Oscar bowling, all by a review of the new Scream film, newest one in the franchise, Scream 6. So without further ado, let's get into our topic of the week. It's the topic of the week. All right, guys. So we, we did it. We came and gone. Oscars, we... We watched a lot of movies. Even me, even Mikey did. Mikey even got a list this year. And I got to, you know, <laughs> give the hat to you, Marco. I know you you made it through most of that list, which is pretty impressive. So I was surprised. I was surprised. I still think I know you missed a few on there. I, I think a few of them are still worth watching, by the way. I got to say ones this time. Yeah. What? First off, since we never even got to talk about it. What did you guys think overall just uh, about the films on the list? Did you find any that you thought maybe kind of stood out that you were surprised by or ones that you absolutely hated start with you Mikey since you were a guest um there's none of them I actually like hated I mean there was there's some of them, like, word, I liked, I'm sorry strong word. Y- yeah I mean yeah I mean there was some that was like okay this is just just a movie right it's, it's just something I I would never watch it again you know that kind <laughs> yeah, of stuff feel like but that, it, yeah, I didn't I mind watching it the first time um so nothing like that um I have to say all the movies were like really long this time I don't know if it's I mean, I, I normally watch a lot of them, but I don't normally go through like most of them like I did this time. Yeah. And it just seems like every single one of them was like three hours long. And I was like, man, this is a lot of movies like catch in. And then and it's such a short amount of time, too. It's like um, that. But um, I actually liked Empire of Light. I don't I don't know why that one's kind of sticking out in my head right now. It's just I kind of just liked it. Um, uh, performances okay, that were was good. the le- yeah, that was the last movie on my list, and I have to say, because um, I don't know if you don't know, that movie did not do <laughs> too well on right. the box office or ratings. It is a Sam Mendes film, so the last movie he mm-hmm. did was the last James Bond movie, I think, right? Yeah, I he's think the so. one that did the last like two or three of them, or maybe no, Kerry Fukunaga did the last one. He did he did the ones before that. He did like Skyfall and uh, Casino Royale, I think, and I think he even directed Goldeneye back in the day. So he's he's a big like Bond guy. Not to mention he also did some other. He did some. Uh, I know he did that movie Revolutionary Road, I think too, and a few other things. He so he does drama too. But I gotta say, I was pleasantly surprised by that movie too. It was definitely yeah, I mean, a movie that I w- I kept last for a reason, and then I watched it. And I was like, that was actually really nice. It's not a bad little like 
slice of life. It's kind of a coming of age for one of the characters kind of film, but yeah, um, I was I was surprised with that. I like uh, most of them, you? though. Yeah, no, I agree with you, too. Uh, what about you, Marco? I kind of agree with Mikey where some of these seemed like excessively long. I don't know. Maybe it's there was a few. Maybe I'm getting older. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, you would think I, I older I, we'd be OK with it. But we're like, I need to go pee now. Yeah. Or it's like, <laughs> I got to you get that anxiety. It's like, I want to watch something else now. Come on. Let's you know, I'm Please enjoying this. Now, I'm not saying they're, <laughs> they're boring. Hurt the little one. They, they kept it interesting. But yeah, <laughs> I'm like, come on now, man. But no. I I was actually surprised by Banshees of Inisherin. Really? Okay. I, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I re- I really enjoyed that one, man. I saw it with my brother, and we we both really enjoyed that movie, the performances and uh, the commentary as well that I had to say. Tar really also. Uh, Kate Did you like Tar? Performance. Yeah, I liked it, man. It's not. Great, that's the one that but, I was like, I don't get. I, this is Oscar Beatty. That, that's how I felt about the whole thing. Well, her like, performance was really well done, and I think that's yeah. what held it up for me. Same. So I, I the, that the was story. one of the movies that was like two hours and thirty seven minutes long. That I was like, this does not need to be two hours and thirty. It, it doesn't need to be. So when I was saying it was no. long earlier, it's just because you could have cut these movies down and been the same movie. It I takes so. it. It also takes it a while for you to to realize like what exactly is this movie trying to say, and it's not like oh, okay, finally, like I I'm seventy five percent in the movie, and I'm like, all right, uh, yeah. you know, you you could have maybe she's it's not it's a like good a, person. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's slowly unraveling, you know, the prestige that she's surrounded by, and it's like no, she's <laughs> kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, and it it's shows like, you know man, how she's I, like, man. This Lydia Tar is a kind of a bitch, man. So yeah, <laughs> you know it shows like the the abuses of power and how people like that get away with it. And I I kind of like that. And yeah. lastly, um, All Quiet on the Western Front surprised me. I honestly didn't think I would like that movie, but you guys thought I was a fool for putting it on my top ten. <laughs> I was almost like James, really? No, but uh, for one, uh, the the length of it kind of like, you know, threw me See, off. That's a movie then... I was okay with the length on. That yeah, one same. I understood because I was like, yes, this makes sense. It's a war film. It's supposed to be like, yo, they've gone through a lot of shit by the end, right? Yeah. You know, did Triangle uh, end- be two, hour, two and a half hours long? Probably not, but you know. Right. But you, you think it's going to be like this gung ho movie pro war and everything, and it's like the complete opposite. And I was like, oh shit, this is actually pretty interesting. And it had a lot to say. And, the visuals were really great. Some people were complaining about its its graphicness. I'm like, it's that's the point, dude. It's really fucking more. Yeah, like I saw the Atlantic like wrote an article about it and saying like it was just it was graphic. It didn't really have anything to say. I'm like, we see the same movie, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I would say those those were probably the ones that what? really kind of surprised me. Like, hey, you guys need to fire your film guy. Who the fuck is this? <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm like cinematography okay. alone carries that movie. Yeah, I'm like that's I mean, the, even yeah. the performance is one good. That last year, really good. at home for God's yeah. sake. I think yeah, it, it really, had to do with really the well on Netflix. You know, so yeah, it, it's coming out on 4K disc. I'm like contemplating buying it, but that is such a depressing movie. It's like oh, I don't know if I have another watch in me of this one. Uh, yeah. For, for me specifically, one that kind of surprised me was actually Triangle of Sadness. Mm. I was that was a movie where I once again I saw a two and a half hour runtime. I was like, ooh, I don't know about this one. And then when I finally did see it, I was like pleasantly surprised because it's it's really funny. 
Like it's a dark comedy. It reminds me of almost like a um, kind of like in the veins of like a Wes Anderson film with kind of the comedy comedic timing of everything too. Hmm. Um, I really, I really did actually appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I hated anything, but there was definitely things like, for instance, like Blonde. Like I'd never watch Blonde again, for God's sakes. Like. That was a movie Same. that watching through it, I was like, okay, I get it, but it was like, Tasty. I'm not gonna watch this. Uh, one that I really did like, though, surprisingly, was uh, Puss in Boots. I think I told you guys that a couple times. <laughs> I think yeah. that movie is fantastic, and I kind of wish I had seen it in theaters because it actually is very uh, touching. It has a kind of an adult message to it by the end of it all, which was like really nice to. Not all of them. I mean, there's a few on that list that don't really have one. To tell you the truth, truth be told, but um. I mean, well, doesn't everything technically have a message? But this one, I think, struck hmm. with me a little bit closer. And um, it was definitely one of those movies that I was like, you know what? I liked it. So and then if I was to drop in one more last one, it, this was kind of one that I was 50 50 on. But by the end, thinking about it after Sun, I think Paul Mescal, I've, I've hmm. never really seen him in anything before. And apparently he's going to be in the new Gladiator sequel. But um that was a really depressing movie, but I did actually like it in a way. It's not super depressing. It's more like um, I was trying to talk to Mikey about it before. It's like a, it's like a, a moment in someone's life that the, there's like a daughter in it that is reflecting a time with her father during like, I want to say the late nineties, early two thousands, something like that. I don't know if they specifically yeah, call it right. a year. And uh, if you if you look at it in that in this way, that where by the end of the film you kind of find out what happened to everyone. It's kind of beautiful in a way, and it's something that I think um, that one also struck like an emotional chord with me, too. So I, I actually really end up like, and by the way, the movie's only an hour and a half, too, which is like perfect. It never, <laughs> that movie never overstays its welcome, which was really cool. So uh, with that being said, I do want to go over the actual Oscars themselves. Mikey joined me at my girlfriend's condo. We had dumplings and we watched the whole thing together. Um, Marco, I know you were busy that day did you catch any of it live at all i didn't i saw some of the highlights and okay. some of the reveals on online and it, it wasn't only until uh just today i was just curious and i saw that if you have a hulu subscription you can re-watch the oscars in its entirety i don't know how for how long but oh i'm gonna probably sense. you know kind of skim through it but i thought it was just like one and done and they'll probably like release it you know down the road but it was who knows immediate. i'm not sure i i think it was on abc so that makes sense everybody disney and then disney's Hulu, yeah so uh mikey i will say i will lead it to you then since you and i watch this together what did you think overall about the oscar did you did you like the presentation this year i did i liked it a lot actually the the host which um jimmy kill Jimmy, Kimmel. I couldn't think of it. I kept thinking uh, Steve Carell or something like that. I was, or was like, it no, that's not right. Bear. Or was it cocaine bear? Who knows? But uh, he did a really good job. Uh, <laughs> he he didn't overstay his welcome, right? Like he just popped in, said a few jokes, and then just hey, hey, here's to the presenter. And I thought the flow of everything just kind of was felt right. Um, so I, I liked it a lot. I thought this this year was really well done, and I hope they continue what they did this time. You know, in future episodes or future. I do too. Award shows. Yeah. I liked it too. I think this is probably one of the best ones we've seen in a while. There was only one really cringy part was where he was trying to talk to the audience and it was like um it just that part did not work at all. Although With I the think comments uh, and stuff? 
Yeah, with the comments, but then it was funny because <laughs> like I think Colin Farrell was, uh, um, yeah, Colin Farrell was more into it than the other person, and I was like, okay, he just didn't pick work. the right people to do that scene with. Yeah, I don't know? know if they ever like run that by the people beforehand. Oh, they probably he, don't. Yeah. He he chose like um, what's her name? The girl that won the Nobel Prize, Malalia, or I'm I'm butchering your name. I'm sorry, but I don't think she was in on it at all. And she seemed like she's yeah. like, no, I don't want to do this. And I was like, ooh, shit, get out of there, right? So, which is fine. <laughs> but for the most part, I mean, I've watched Oscars where the whole thing was cringy. So like, fuck, you know. So I like the opening uh, monologue too. Obviously, they're going to talk about the Will uh, Smith slap. And they ended it with it too, which is I thought hilarious. How he flips the fucking the, the end was great. He's without the incident, real good. Oscar incident. He's like, now we can put it to one. Like, you know, uh, I thought that was cool. I thought it was uh, it, it moved well too. I gotta say that. Yeah. Although they did they did cut off the fucking makeup people, right? Or those people that they just cut off automatically. Yeah, they let one person makeup. speak, and then the second person Dude, walked up. The like, only nope. ones where they're like later, and then everyone's like, shit, they didn't get to talk. And I was like, I was like, that's that's that fucking sucks. But outside of that, I, I actually really did enjoy the format this year too. Um, good musical performances too. Outside of that one or the two that were random as fuck, there was two oh, man. Song. There was two that was like, what movie is this from? I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> fucking oh, applause from Tell It Like a Woman, and then. No offense to everywhere, er, everything everywhere at once, but this is a life was fucking bizarre to see life. <laughs> I was like, mm. they made up for I it. Was like, I, know the the, yeah, that, our, our I was like, dude, I was like, I know the two that aren't going to win. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh, swing and a miss. So with that being said, we did do our annual uh, Oscar bowling this year. And um, if you have been following us on our socials, you already know who won. It's weird that I'm talking about. It. It's me again. So <laughs> six years in a row, baby. Let's go. James uh, took his shirt defended, off on in the my stories, title. If you saw him, I will say though it was close. Mikey did the worst he's ever done. I think though, truth be told. Yeah, yeah, uh, by far. Yeah, which was strange because Mikey usually beats one or two of us. And then Marco, you were close, which is great. Oh, I think close. it kind of reflects the time you put into this. Truth be told, and uh, Nabil is dead last out of the three of us. So. Just let you know. That's why he's not here. He's not here, but I'll tell you this much. I mean, he can listen to this. He made some very strange choices near the end. I'll say that much. Yeah. <laughs> he went with like Steven Spielberg. I mean, I get the Austin Butler pick, but. And then I think the Steven Spielberg thing is what ultimately screwed him eventually because he was close at one point. He and I were actually toe to toe until a certain point. Mikey and I started calculating it. And because of the picks and the ways that he distributed his points it, it wasn't going to work out i was like all he needs to do is screw one of one of these and I, he screwed up both actually so i was like oh never mind so what then with this i'll start with you marco i know that you got to look through it at all and mm-hmm. such like that but out of the picks and stuff w- did any of them surprise you uh who ultimately won not really surprised but still sort of in disbelief belief because of like how much it was deserved i I guess how much it was deserved but uh kehu kwan definitely i mean it was emotional you know it was in a very emotional moment i teared up a little bit when he won yeah him and uh michelle yo won i was like yeah michelle yo like it was just man like you know dan like you could feel it in the back of your mind that they were gonna win but still like to see it and to 
to have them have the reactions that they did, I think was just a wonderful moment. Brent, uh, Brendan Fraser as well. I mean, that one, that was close. That I don't really blame the bill too much for that. Cause it was really like neck and neck, you know, like, yes, you know, it was the performance Brendan Fraser gave, but also Austin Butler was also, he was like right there. They were almost neck and neck, you know? So it, it, it was definitely between the two. Like no offense yeah. to the other three guys, but I was like, "There's no, there's no chance for these other three guys." Yeah, it's between these two guys. But really, though, so, those moments. Even were, although I will say, obviously. actor in a supporting yeah. role, I think Kehoi Kwan was really the, he was like the 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 one that I knew would get it. I was like, he has to win. None of these other guys. No offense to yeah. other nominees, but I was like, he has to win for this role, right? Like. And then he like got his Cinderella moment with uh, Harrison Ford at the end too. Yeah, he was, was like nice. hugging. I was like, damn. Oh. Dude. I was like, oh, the feels. Yeah. I liked seeing it. It was really nice live. And, you know, uh, what about you, Mikey? Anything surprise you? Um, well, I'm kind of on the same boat as what you guys already said here. Um, the biggest thing that I was kind of shocked with is that they went with Brendan Fraser over Austin Butler. I thought Austin Butler. Oh, yeah. You chose Austin more. Butler. Sorry. I forgot. Um, <laughs> I also thought, like, I mean, there was a couple of things in there, too. I mean, it doesn't bother me. It's, it's whatever. But, um, you know, but it's like. Uh, I mean, I get why they gave it to Brendan Fraser, but I just feel like the movie itself played it to give it to Austin Butler. Not that Austin Butler didn't do a great job. He did a great job here, but I think the movie as a whole, his character had to do more stuff, right? So he had more things to act. I don't know. Oh, dude, he was singing. He was fucking. Yeah, he was doing all kinds of stuff, right? So I just felt like that was just a better role to give the award to. Um, Everything else, though, is not really, none of it was shocking, really. Even the stuff like that. I could see why they gave it to Brendan Fraser, um, you know, and everything else kind of made sense. I will say this much. I think a lot of times, too, when the voting comes in, it, there's, you know, a lot of, at least in the last 10, 15 years, there's a lot of things where, like, people get their due, you know, like if they've been in the business for a long time, too. And right. I think maybe that might have been it, especially because of the story behind how long Brendan Fraser has kind of been, like, almost, like, blacklisted from acting, you yeah. know? And I think yeah. Austin Butler being 31 probably hurt him because like he's pretty young. If he had won, he'd be one of the youngest uh, winners in the best actor category as well. So, I mean, I, truth be told, I, I think Austin Butler has a pretty bright future. So yeah, I don't think sure. this is like the end of the road oh, for yeah. him. And I, and I think, though, that's kind of the mindset of a lot of these these voters, man. They probably yeah, are looking at it, in, it some in other time. So hopefully, this time. Yeah. hopefully he doesn't get Leo'd and he's going to wait so long. <laughs> No, for another even for another nominee. Yeah. That'd be crazy. He doesn't wait for another seven or eight years until he's like in his forties. He's like, fuck. Uh we'll have to wait for Elvis two sequel. <laughs> <laughs> he's bad. Elvis. Elvis. Elvis, sir. Uh I will say my biggest thing was I did not think Jamie Lee Curtis was gonna fucking win that best supporting actress role, man. I was yeah. fucking shocked. But once again, it's I, I just fall back to like everyone gets their due and it's just like she's been in the industry for close to like 50 fucking years at this point which is crazy and um i i didn't even think i i wanted angela bassett to win but i thought it was going to be carrie condon for the banshees of Inisherin because she'd won a couple awards prior to mm-hmm. that but then she hadn't won any recently so that's why i knew i was like oh this might be a fucking this might be the one that burns me and guess what it did <laughs> that's why I, I went with the safe bet, man. I went with the safe bet with Jamie Lee Curtis. I can't believe you got that right. I was like, that is fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah, I got that I, one uh, you know what I did? I thought, how would the Academy 
think of this, and I was like, mm, I know exactly how they would think. Dude, truth be told, I thought Wakanda Forever was dog shit, obviously, as you guys remember. But, dude, Angela Bassett's the best thing in that movie. So I was like, maybe that's just like, maybe that's, I don't know. Maybe that's just what I, I was just looking at that. But then I was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Marvel people normally don't win shit. I don't think anyone's ever won anything in a Marvel film yet for any supporting or actor roles, obviously. So I was like, I can't do it. So I thought Carrie Connor would be the one because I thought, hey, that movie's got to win something. It didn't win a single award. So well, I think the only one shocking. was. I think the only one was uh, Heath Ledger for The Dark Knight is the only comic DC, book yeah. movie. DC movies, yeah. the only one. Last thing I want to just jump into as well here. So, I mean, one thing I do want to bring up was like, is there anything that you were... I mean, this kind of goes in with the last question. Was there any upsets or snubs you think that you think probably deserved it? I want to start here. Mikey and I probably agree, and maybe even Marco, but Babylon not getting production design just is like the... I, I, I have no fucking clue how they didn't win. I have no words. I have no words at all. How that, I have no that words was either. wild. Like, I get it. I get it. All Quiet on the Western Front got it. But I don't think... I, I think it's just like, because Babylon, no one saw it. So it's like, everyone's like, I don't know. So I was like, how the fuck did that not win? That I think the poor me. reviews heard it. Because no yeah, one went to go fuck. see it. And they didn't see, like, the evolution These fuckers of get screeners, though, You know what I mean? Yeah. These fuckers got screeners. So it's like... That's true. Watch the fucking movie. But once again, they're like, I don't want to watch a three-hour film. I'll just skim through it. Who knows? But ba- it didn't get that. And it, what was the other one, Mikey, that we were like, it didn't get the other one? Was it the original score, by the way? No, oh, score, yeah. yeah. I can't believe that yeah. it didn't get original score. Yeah, those two. I was, I was pretty shocked on those ones. All Quiet on the Western but. Front got it. Although, as soon as they started playing, it's funny. As soon as they started <laughs> playing the music, like, to like, oh, we're going to show you, like, the things. We heard the All Quiet on the Western Front. I was like, fuck, it's going to win. I was like, it's beautiful. It's hauntingly beautiful. I was like, fuck. I was like, yeah, I didn't remember that from watching it, but yeah, I mean the music really fit. Like it's really ominous and yeah. like it fits the and movie I, style pretty well. And and I will say this much, I thought at the time that um All Quiet on the Western Front was kind of picking up a lot of steam. And it had just won like the like one of the awards or the Spirit Awards or some shit or mm-hmm. uh one of the one one of the big ones before and then I was the like, Whoa, I think, wait right? a minute. Yeah, all it won all the BAFTA awards. So yeah. I was like, is there about to be like an upset here and all quiet on the Western Front's about to win this whole thing? I really thought for a sec that that could happen. I even thought for a moment the original song, I'm you know, our our boys the from Not Too Not Too from you know RRR one, which was awesome. That was amazing. I'm, and, I'm but glad for a won. second, I was like, this could be anyone's game outside of those two previously announced songs that we talked about. Because Rihanna showed up, Lady Gaga showed up. I was like, oh shit, here we go. I was like, damn. And like Lady Gaga was still in like her Harley Quinn phase. It was weird. I was like, this is getting, I was like, holy shit. She's like, this is weird right now. Like she's still like, she's acting really weird. And I was like, oh shit. So I was like, this could be anyone's game. But then no, they won. I was like, oh, thank God. So that was the Oscars. Because I won though, I do have movies for Marco and uh to build a review i was gonna uh, here's the thing i was gonna reveal it here but i think it makes more sense for you guys to just kind of do them next week i'll tell you off recording obviously so i'll tell you after this podcast what to watch um we'll leave it for the viewers to or listeners to be surprised one of those little kind of things but um i will let you know it took me a while to figure this one out because i even was like i i don't ever choose things ahead of time that's like an asshole move i'm not gonna do that so it's um, I picked something for each of you. It may be the same thing. It might not. I don't know. So 
Uh, I will message you after this, and then our next podcast, you can uh, we'll go over many reviews before we do our main review. I think uh, you may not, or maybe you will enjoy it. I don't know. I'm just being really indirect. Who knows? Uh, James, I'm I'm crazy. He just texted me on the side. It's just a picture of him dressed as the Riddler from the Batman. I'm like, okay, all right, calm down. (laughs) It's it's the same card from a Batman uh, Forever, actually. (laughs) <laughs> where he just opens it up he's like what the hell and he just pulls his tongue out oh. <laughs> oh, I think he wants me to watch Batman Forever guys no. <laughs> oh, what does shit. that mean blast him alright guys so with that being said let's move into our main review of Scream 6 let's stop here for a moment to let you all know about Newsly Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android It picks up the most trending articles on the web on topics you choose at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time ever, the entire web becomes listenable all in one place. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. You can follow any topic as specific as you like from sports, tech, business, science, Bitcoin, or heck, even the Kardashians. Newsly will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. They even have digital radio. Did we mention they also have podcasts from over 80 countries? Well, they do. And guess what? The Movie Pals podcast is there, too. I started using Newsly as my default podcast player, and I can't think of ever going back. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link in our description. And make sure to use our promo code TMPALS. That's T-M-P-A-L-S to receive a one-month free premium subscription. Newsly, stop scrolling and start listening. It's for you. Strange that you and I have never spoken on the phone. This is long overdue. What is this place? A shrine. (laughs) Did you miss me? He's gonna keep coming after us. Maybe he gets to win this time. We've got to lure him in. And we execute him. hear you're a horror fan it's been said all right scream six uh currently sitting at a 77 percent on rotten tomatoes and the story for this movie goes in the next installment the survivors of the ghost face killings leave woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter in new york city uh, it's directed by matt bettinelli open and tyler galette who also did Scream, or known as Scream 5 in 2022, Ready or Not in 2019. movie was written by James Vanderbilt, who did Zodiac in 2007, as well as The Amazing Spider-Man in 2012. 
Also written by Guy Busick, who did Ready or Not in 2019. Movie was released on March 10th, 2023, in theaters only. No streaming or VOD on this one. Though I think you can pre-order. So this one stars Melissa Barrera coming back as Sam Carpenter. Jenna Ortega as Tara Carpenter. Jasmine Savoy Brown as Mindy Meeks Martin. Jack Champion as Ethan Landry. Josh Segarra as Danny Brackett. Henry Cerny as Christopher Stone. Mason Gooding as Chad Meeks Martin. Liana Liberato as Quinn Bailey. Dermot Mulroney as Detective Wayne Bailey. Devin Nakoda as Annika Kayoko. Courtney Cox coming back as Gail Weathers. And Hayden Panetieri as Kirby Reed. And now I know how Nabil feels when he has to go through a long <laughs> roster. Like, it's Hayden Panetieri. Come on, fuck. No, Hayden Panetieri. Like, yeah, there's some names Oof. in this one that are a little. Uh, Marco was writing it down in crayon, too, I noticed. So I was like, okay, he's, he's trying. <laughs> I was like, I was color coding these. I was like, come on, please get it. Let me teach you how to hold that crayon properly, little guy. I see you. I was holding holding with the the pinky. I didn't quite get it. Tongue to the side of his cheek. Come on, come on. (laughs) Mikey had to hold me and tell me it was okay. (laughs) We'll get through it together. (laughs) (laughs) So, as usual, we like to see our thoughts on the film. Uh, so I think uh, with this one, um, I'll think I'll start with our uh, guest, Mikey. Mikey, what was your thoughts on the cold opening with uh, Tony Rivalori as Jason Carvey and Samar Weaving as Laura Crane? Uh, I thought it was really cool. Uh, they did. A, I mean, it matched the others in the series, but it kind of had a little twist on it. kind of changed it up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but I really liked the way they did it. Hey, a little twist. Uh yeah, I kind of liked it. Uh, you know, like I said, there's a little twist here. I don't know if we, how far we want to go into this without spoilers here, but you know, it's, we will, we'll yeah. have a spoiler section. So, yeah. like, yeah. don't spoil. We won't spoil anything yet. We will announce when we jump into it. But you can talk about this part. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I just feel like uh, they did a good job. I mean, obviously, every single one is started up a certain way, and they kind of do the same thing. But it's again a little twist on it here, and, and I thought they just did a good job with it here continues a little longer than normal so mm-hmm. i kind of like that aspect of things so yeah they did a good job we'll talk about more nice. in spoilers i guess sounds good what about you james yeah no um just overall thoughts on the film like i actually just even starting with that like i, I would say that i i enjoyed it for the most part there's like a lot i think there's some plot holes though that don't quite match up and there's are there are some questionable things that happen in the film but overall i think it's still a pretty solid sequel in my opinion uh the beginning i thought it was cool it's kind of weird because uh without going into it i thought they were going in a weird direction at first and i was like huh, that's weird but then thinking about it i was like there's no way it could start this way though right so it was one of those kind of questioning myself and then just like mikey said i thought it was unique it was cool that they they started off a slightly different in a way but you know, before the title card hits, you know, you get a little insight into some different ghost faces. So, yeah, I I kind of agree. I think it kind of sets the tone for this one mm-hmm. and the kind of the expectations. But I I like that they have sort of a, a reveal right at the beginning from the get go and kind of throws you off a little bit. And you're kind of wondering where they're going with this. 
uh, kind of yeah. like Mikey said, it was a little bit longer than some of the other cold openings, but uh, I liked the the little twists and turns that they added and the originality they added to it. So I think it worked for me. Um, it's cool. Mike, they I don't think I got Samara Weaving, by the way, because she was in their previous yeah. film. Ready or not. Ready or not. That's right. Uh, Mikey, I don't think I got to ask you really what your thoughts of the film were uh, after the cold open. So what did you think of the movie? Did it uh, work for you? Was it good? Yeah, overall, I liked the movie. Uh, there was a couple things that I didn't like about it. Um, I don't know, they kind of lead you on a little bit. Kind of how I felt or how we talked about the beginning there is kind of how I felt about the whole movie, actually. Um, you know, they put a little twist on it, and you kind of feel the difference between this one and some of the other films. And then some mm-hmm. of the choices they made, they, they kind of, uh, I don't know. I didn't really like some of them. Uh, but overall, I, I did like the movie. It was pretty good, still. So. Right on. I thought it was okay. I think it was... Mm, I don't think it was as strong as the prior installment, truthfully. I agree. It was entertaining. And it, it. I think if they would have done more of what the opening did to kind of like shake things up a little bit and just keep you guessing, I think that would have been like a better direction for me. I don't know. Call me crazy, but I just, I was like, Oh shit. Is this going to be like a recurring theme that the entire movie and they almost did it, but it's like they didn't and, and kept things sort of a little too safe. So I feel like they tried though. Right. I, they, I feel I, like yeah, they tried to yeah. do that and they just never, they didn't pull it off very well. That's I how I feel there, like there's, there's a lot of missed opportunities, I think. And I think we're going to, uh, like, for instance, I mean, we can just jump into it. It doesn't matter. Like, for instance, I don't think the setting in New York, like, mattered too much. Like, because we don't really get a lot of New York. So I was like, this could have been fucking anywhere. I mean, they didn't even no. shoot in New York. So it's like, okay, get it. It's like filling in. <laughs> but that didn't really pan out for me as well. The reveal of the overall killer, I I mean, I won't talk about it until spoiler section, obviously. But that was a slight disappointment for me. And then thinking about, like, where people were. And I was like, hmm, a lot of this doesn't make sense. Yeah. But... Yeah, and then go almost being further. scared of keeping people like or killing people off was one of the big things for me too. Yeah. So. G- going going off of that on the New York thing, I almost forgot they were in fucking New York, dude. Truthfully. Me too, man. Like I just I didn't really care. I I, <laughs> I was like, what? It, it was um, big on their marketing though that it was in New York. So that's why I was like, Oh, I wish it was a little more fucking New York, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, um, Mikey, your your thoughts on the on the core four? What did you think about the characters in this one? Uh, I think they kind of leaned in on them too much. Like uh, they, they kind of have this whole like you know family experience, right? Where they like they've been through this horrible thing in the past, and like it's now they're kind of tied together, yeah. right? So uh, yeah, the the, the 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 real thing is making friends along the way, right? Anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, the real the real core four is the journey <laughs> along the way. And yeah, just so, so it's like those, the core four are the the survivors from the previous film. Yeah, so that's Sam, Tara, Mindy, and Chad. Just in case you yeah. are listening to this and have no conf- context to it, which is be insane. I mean, we're hoping you've <laughs> seen the previous installment of this one. And you're not going in blind. And you're like, well, let's, let's go see a new screen <laughs> with no context. Well, Ruin the whole goddamn movie. Sorry. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they went through this experience, but I think they really kind of honed in on it way too much. Um, some of the characters were affected more than others, and yeah, they come together as a you know a kind of a family or a friendship group, whatever you want to call it. But I don't know. I think they tried to play into it a little bit too much with some of the characters. 
So, yeah, yeah, I agree. What about what about you, James? What are, what were your thoughts on the on the core four? I'll say this much: they're likable. I think Sam in this movie gets a little bit more in character development about um, starting to kind of bring her own path. And I think Melissa Barrera is a really good actress. I actually enjoyed her a lot. I actually enjoyed her better in this movie than the previous one. Tell you the truth. Tara's like finding her own path too. There's like a kind of, you know, like I'm trying to do my own thing, but Sam's like a protector. Um, I think Mindy's really fun still, even though sometimes she's kind of annoying, but I mean, maybe that's the film geek in me too. And also, by the way, they tell you, they kind of take a stab at like film study students in the beginning. Fuck you. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. Like I was like, they were like, they were the like, thing. and I was like, bitch, I have a degree in that. Relax. I, I know. I looked. I looked. At yeah, dude, I was together. like, and then, I looked over at James. Point, I was like, you okay, dude? And at one point, he's talking about people like logging things into letterbox. And I was like, slow your fucking roll, okay? Slow down. <laughs> like, slow down. Off the fucking brakes. You need to chill. James okay? felt a little attack there. Yeah, and I was like, I hope she's. That's what I told uh, Marco. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and then Chad kind of is just there. I think he's just kind of he's almost like comedic relief at this point. I think. Yeah, like he does a lot of stuff that's just really stupid. But I do like that he's like a protector as well. Like he basically saves Tara in the beginning from going out with this douchey guy back up to some room or some shit. And I actually like that scene. So it's like yeah, they're it. all like stick together. And I, and I do like their scene where they're, you know like at the table and they're, you know, they're kind of just telling each other how they all feel about each other. And it's, I, I, I personally like enjoyed their chemistry together, if that makes sense. So. Yeah. I, I I just think that, uh, I don't know. Sam and Tara are definitely the main two characters, you know, and Mindy and Chad to sort of, you know, support there. But um, yeah. I, I agree with James that Sam's character definitely developed more and you, you're more like sympathetic towards her character. Tara, I, I recently rewatched like the, the prior movie scream 2022. And um, I felt like Tara was a, even though like in that movie, she's kind of sort of barely in it. Something happens and she's like, you know, gone for like 20, 30 minutes of the movie. But even what little she had in that movie was better than what she was in this movie. It was kind of annoying for her to kind of like keep pushing Sam away. I'm like, dude, you just fucking survived like uh, extremely <laughs> like, you know, horrific I mean, ordeal. Life. Yeah. Like there's a reason <laughs> that I'm not going to spoil now. Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a reason that you are, you and your sister are specifically targeted. Like, so you have a target on your back of course like your sister's going to be watching your back because you know yeah. you just don't know right um yeah mindy um <laughs> she's okay i guess um she's there <laughs> her uh her character i felt she's was like a little more palpable in this in this installment than the prior one and the prior one she's, she, yeah. she's i guess she she's like spinning out all this advice but it's like dude you're not following your own advice you know what i mean it almost gets no they end, don't whatever. which is funny but it's um, like she's i mean because they're basically the reincarnation of randy right i mean yeah they're, they're practically they're related <laughs> to him fuck i mean like they're right? literally randy's character split into two and it's like i get why they do that and i i actually laughed at more of her scenes in this one it also helped by True. the way that i did not see a single fucking trailer for this i watched a trailer afterwards and Wow, did they spoil a lot in that fucking trailer? Yeah, I think I only saw the that's my New Year's resolution. 
just not, I don't watch anything anymore. Even in the theater, I, I cover my eyes. She gives the, <laughs> she looks at this fucking guy that she's kind of like, I won't reveal who it is. Like she thinks his ghost face and she gives him like a fuck you, like fuck you, like kind of face. Like, oh. <laughs> I actually laughed out loud at that. I was like, okay, I'm warming up to you, even though you're fucking shitting on people. Like, it's not a big deal. So yeah. it was cool though. Uh, and, you know, I, I will say this much too, just adding to that, Marco. Um, yeah, Tara's like kind of annoying in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's like she just Although doesn't get it because Jenna Ortega is becoming a Scream Queen star now. So I don't know. But whatever. <laughs> I'm going to say it. She was annoying. And Chad, I, I felt that he evolved. Slightly. Is that because like, is that because is that because we're old, though, now? Is that Probably. why, Marco? Where he's looking at him like yeah. these fucking kids. Fuck them. So, <laughs> is that what you're thinking? Because, uh, dude, I was thinking that, too, because I was more like on Sam's side this time. I, I think that it's probably because we're older. Who knows? And that's yeah, kind of what I was again, saying, though. Like, like my, kind of like my approach was like basically what you guys are saying. Like, uh, yeah. you know, they had the difference. Like Sam and Tara are kind of like combating the whole time, but then they force the situations where they have to combat. That's kind of what I was, I was kind of alluding to before. It's just like they push that so much throughout the whole movie, uh, and they could have just done some other stuff to kind of like just squash that and like just can, them exactly. be sisters. So it Mike, was a are crutch you like, to separate it, them? Yeah, so are you guys saying that that's either the crutch or that's like the, um, that's like the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That's basically what has to become between them for them to split up at certain points or like argue within themselves, I guess, is like. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. when Stop Chad my is mother, making, you know, like, <laughs> when Chad is making more sense than Tara, the main character, that's a problem. Because even he was just like, we shouldn't split up at one point or anything. We should stick together. Yeah, when he says that, I was like. Good. I was. I was like, good. I'm like, that's the supporting character telling you that, bro. Shouldn't you be saying that? But anyway. Oh, he's core four, bro. He's core four. Relax. He's core four. <laughs> core four. <laughs> you saying, bro? He's core four. Come on. Yeah, yeah, but you know, two of them are supporting characters. Whatever. <laughs> um, that doesn't matter. They're still core four. Sorry. <laughs> okay, the core four. Uh, uh, Mike, you're. So good. <laughs> it does. Um, Mikey. Uh, Still staying on the characters. What what were your thoughts on the legacy characters that came back? Gail Weathers and Kirby Reed. Surprise, surprise. Spoilers if you haven't been keeping up with the series. Someone's like, wait a minute, what the fuck? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I didn't like uh, Gail Weathers in this one here that much. Um, and it's maybe how they used her in the mm-hmm. film. Uh, but... I mean, her character is the same character as she was before. She didn't really change much there. It's just like how they used her just didn't seem very useful. I actually feel the same kind of way about uh, Kirby as well. Uh, I don't know. I feel like they just tossed her in as like an extra character. Like, like she she wasn't really needed. And they uh, they, and they make them kind of assholes, right? Yeah, yeah they're it's, kind it's of assholes like, in this, right? Mm, guys, done so much always more. been an asshole. Well, see, that's the thing. But, I mean, Gail's always been that way. That's how I felt, right? But, I mean, Kirby was not... I mean, she was kind of that way, I guess, in <laughs> the fourth film, right? She's a little bit of just, a bitch, right? I just but, remember Kirby says a line and Marco said, what the fuck did that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Even I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, weird thing But they just do stupid stuff for the whole movie almost. And it's like, I mean, I'll say this much. I I, I think because this is, they're more just support characters. Once again, like the, the torch was passed in the last film. So that's why I didn't have a huge issue with it. They're really just like more people like Gail really is just kind of, I bring him back. 
right? Because they so want to just show for it's for fans, really. Like, hey, look, yeah. it still connects. You know, I get it. Like, they want to add. I mean, shit. I mean, Sydney was in the original plot of this whole thing too. So, I mean, that wouldn't have made a lot of sense. But yeah, yeah. Kirby being know. back it's is just a connection because, like, <clears throat> I think like Scream Four is kind of the redhead headed stepchild of the whole franchise. A lot of people don't remember it. But Kirby was probably one of the standouts in that. She is ba- Kirby was basically the Randy character in Scream 4. So she's the one that knows. And she has that thing with Mindy where they go back and forth at one scene. And that's the only scene they really get to show you like, hey, they both know memories, you know? So like, I get it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they're not utilized enough, which is like. Yeah. And if anything, one of them is used almost as like a, a, a red herring at one point where you're like, oh, it must go this way. And then you're like, oh, wait, maybe not. So. I, I agree with you, Mike. They they could have removed them, and it would have been like it wouldn't have mattered, truthfully. But I get not, why they did it. Yeah, not to draw too many comparisons to the previous one, but since it's a, since it's a sequel, I mean the the legacy characters were used so much better in the previous film and made more sense. And do you think though, Marco, it was done better in the last film because they were trying to kind of do the like, hey, these are going to be the new guys. Like, we want to just have the old ones show up to kind of be like, hey, here you guys go, yeah. take it from here. I think so too. I think that yeah, I think because they were, you know, originally originally part of the 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 storyline, and I, they probably had to do a quick, you know, change when um uh when Sydney didn't come back, you know, when Neff Campbell, you know, didn't come back. They probably had, who knows what the plans were, you know. There's probably a different script yeah. out there, but still, I mean, that's no excuse. Write it better, you know. If you're gonna have him in there, you know, give it a reason. But you know, yeah, definitely. I don't know. I don't know what they would done with Sydney though to make it better. Like just because she was in it, like I don't see the other characters like being any different than they are now. So I don't think she would have added anything to the movie. I'll, I'll give my opinion in spoilers on that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, J- James, uh, thoughts on the new characters: Detective Bailey, mm-hmm. Ethan Landry, Danny Brackett, uh, Quinn Bailey, and I guess I guess Annika. <laughs> you know. She I'll was cool. Her give her, give her, her, give yeah. her her due. She, she was a okay character. She has a little. She has a pretty brutal scene that happens. Well, I won't talk yeah. about her right now. But um, right. I was like, shit. I was like, yikes. Yeah. And then the Baileys there, who just are named after my pooch. So, um, <laughs> Dermot Mulroney. He's been in a lot of movies. I felt like he thought he was in a different movie for this one. I don't know about you guys, but some of his fucking lines, um. <laughs> I, a little hammy. I, I'm gonna talk about spoilers. There's some shit that went down. I was like, I think you're like in a super serious movie right now. So I was like, uh, Quinn, we don't really it's get like- to know a lot about fucking Ethan. I can't believe it's the same kid from fucking Avatar two. So yeah. like, I, I can't I believe just, it either. That blew my mind afterwards. I was like. I didn't even recognize him, and then I was like, "Oh my god, Avatar Two was shot like seven fucking years ago, dude." That guy knows how to speak Navi, dude. So I mean, yeah, Danny was like the boyfriend of Sam, and then like I see all funny seeing him. I'm just saying, yeah, he was also in She-Hulk. So I was like, how old is this fucking guy? I was like, he's got like 36. That guy might be older than me, dude. Yeah, oh I was God like, dude, damn. isn't Sam like only like 22, 23? This guy's like pushing She's 40. supposed to be a couple years older. And I and I was like, okay. Henry Zerny, I just always, you know, he's from fucking Mission Impossible. He's going to be the new one, too. So I was like, it's kind of cool to see him with a beard, I guess. But uh, yeah. yeah, none of the new people really added anything. I, I'll, I'll, I'll probably talk more about it in spoilers, truth be told. 
Um, yeah, same. That's where I could talk more freely about it because obviously we'll reveal which one of these fucks is the killer. So yeah. right. Uh, spoiler. I mean, obviously, <laughs> yeah. it's not the core. Well, you think it's the core four? <laughs> core four? Sorry. <laughs> core four. Let's we'll uh, more that core four. I mean, well, I've never uh, seen it. I don't know, right? We'll 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 talk about this real quick. Then we'll we'll probably, you know, maybe yeah, jump into we'll spoilers. Jump, we'll There's a lot we can say into spoilers. But yeah. real quick, Mike, yeah. Mikey, your your thoughts on the, on the ghost face in in this movie? How did you feel about the way they utilize ghost face? Uh, we, we kind of we kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier, where he's kind of different. Like it's just a little different than he was previously. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you watch the trailer. I mean, he uses a gun in a scene, which is like not really used before. Um, I like right. that scene, which, by the way. Yeah, it's a really cool scene. Yeah, I liked it a lot. So it's just a different mm-hmm. vibe. Um, I did like it overall, um, especially like they they kind of kick up like like they kind of hide who Ghostface is pretty well. I thought at least. So because they did that, and there was a bunch of like different types of kills in this one here. I kind of liked what they did with Ghostface specifically until the reveal. I didn't, I didn't really like the reveal. Like, yeah, I was like, so, fuck. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, just like the whole presence of him felt pretty good. There was a lot of cool scenes, I thought, um, as far as the kills go. So I did like that aspect too. I would say but he's just, more brutal in this one a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely more brutal. <clears throat> more taunting in this one too. I, I just yeah, wish sure. that they would have done a little bit more like what they did, you know, at, during the, the cold open. I'll, I'll talk about it more in spoilers. But, yeah. I like the fact that the the killings were still pretty brutal. So, they carried that yeah, off. Yeah, it reminded me of, I think, because, like, the killings in the last one were, were, were good, but, like, I always think of Scream 4. Scream 4 has some pretty crazy shit in it, right? So... Yeah, I was like, this was up even there. the yeah. previous one. The the kills, man. Even the attacks are just so fucking brutal. Like, there's weight to them. Even the the cold open scene in the previous one was like, I'd say that that's was true. Just no, as you're right. You're one. right. I forget. General yeah. Jenkins stabbed like seventeen fucking times. For reals. So I mean, do I, we? Kind of like do we? The last one. I mean, jeez, <laughs> that seems <laughs> crazy. Well, cool, but then I, you realize who did it, and then you're like. That bitch must be able to bench like 350 pounds if she can do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, la- lastly, before we go into spoilers, because there's a lot we want to say, um, do you guys think, I'll just leave this open for both of you, do you guys think that the absence of Sydney was felt in this one? Yeah, I think so. I know Mikey probably says no, but I think that Sydney brings something to this franchise. I, I arguably think Sydney is one of the like top final girls in like all of horror in my opinion because it's just the track record of these fucking movies so yeah, yeah i think it did i think there's i think the. i mean oh god i think the core four is still kind of missing a little something that that original trio so kind of had and yeah. i and i think and i hope to god she's in the next one because like i i gotta i gotta i have a little bit of an idea of where they might be going with that last Ooh. movie so Peaking my interest I don't know if it's, by the way, not last movie. I mean, I don't know if there's any more. I'm, I'm assuming they're just doing this cabin off as like a trilogy, but because um, they already announced Scream 7. So obviously they're doing well for themselves. So Yeah, I, I agree, though, uh, more so with James, that I felt like her absence was felt. And 
again, you know, I'll say it again. I saw the previous one and it, that movie just carried a little bit more weight for me because of the fact that Sydney was in it. So, yeah, well, I think we've discussed everything we can without any spoilers. So we're going to hop over into our spoiler section. So if you have not seen the movie, then you can go it's ahead. It's insane and... that you're listening even this far, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Yeah. I'm just going to say you're a, you might be a ghost face killer, you psychopath, if you're listening yeah. to it right now. Don't prank call me, please. Uh, we'll, we'll go ahead to our spoiler section. Go ahead and uh, skip ahead and go into our outro uh, where James and I will let you know what we'll be doing next. So uh, if you're not joining us for a spoiler section, we'll catch you in the outro. Okay, welcome to the spoiler section. Once again, this is your last and final breathe. warning. We will be like, spoiling. We can breathe now. We can breathe. Yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey now took off his pants, so now we're really ready. We're ready. <laughs> Mikey took his Mikey took his headphones off. He said, "Fuck it, I don't need to hear it." I said, "Whoa." Why? He's gonna go on lip reading. Just signal me once I turn. Signal me. He's like, "Give me a twirl. Give me a fucking twirl." I'm like, "He's getting very violent. <laughs> very violent." Okay. <laughs> um. So, um, we'll just jump into it. Uh, Mikey, what were your thoughts on, on the kills? And do you think some people survived a little too easily? Did any kills stand out? Uh, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, how the core four is, are not dead is just yeah. baffles me. Uh, yeah. so yes, they, they did survive way too easily. That being said, everybody else that died, I love the kills. Um, we already talked about the gun scene. I kind of alluded to it beforehand. If you saw the preview, I thought that scene was really cool. Although if I had a gun, I'd probably kill both those girls without a problem. Uh, oh. you know, <laughs> oh, don't take that one out of context, everybody. <laughs> Dude, if, if, I'm pretty sure if, if I had a gun, uh, Ghostface would be dead. Cause I mean, dude. He, I mean, come on. There's no way you could survive a shotgun blast. Oh, anyway. I mean. <laughs> can, I, yeah, can I do a side, a side note? Every time. Yeah. This, this movie, there are times where Ghostface is like incapacitated or his knife is knocked away. And they're like, we got to get out of here. I would have been like, yo, no, let's just turn around and stomp the fuck out of this guy. How about that? Yeah. There's like right? several times it happens. I would have been like, yo, no, we can just fight him. There's three of us. I mean, we don't got to run. We're all pretty strong. That's all. That's For real. Yeah, they could overpower them for sure. Two of any Man. two of them would overpower any of those guys. So, uh, as far as kills that stood out to me, I I did like after the cold opening, right? Uh, they go to his apartment and then like Ghostface, the actual Ghostface, because uh, uh, you know they, they kind of reveal him right away after he kills somebody. Uh, but he goes to his out. apartment and it's like he's pretending to be his roommate, and like that whole scene, he's like playing with his mind, and uh, just that whole scene, I thought was really cool. I like I like the way they did that. So that was like my favorite kill. I think that, that and cool. the, the ladder kill was pretty cool too, actually. That ladder so. kill was cool. And then the hit at oh, the end, yeah. I was like, Ooh, <laughs> Oh yeah. See that. And that's why I was like, I guess Annika, cause she was there for like 20 minutes and then just fucking dies. I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> she gets, so I much- will say though, like her stab is like probably the most realistic. Like she's like bleeding out pretty bad in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's like super bleeding. I was like, I don't think she's going to make this one. Oh, so. <laughs> James, any anything uh, that you want to add to that? Anything? Uh, oh yes, that stood oh, out yes, for oh, you, yes, or oh, yes. <laughs> on the fact that people um, survive too easily? 
Chad gets stabbed, I don't know, 17 to 18 times at one point in this movie, like a goddamn cheddar cheese. Um, <laughs> I, I thought he died. I was like, oh, shit, they killed, they killed Chad. They killed Chad, right? Spoiler, the same shit yeah. happened to him in the previous movie. I'm like, yeah. well, here's the thing, what, though. Are you sure he he's not Ghostface? I mean, we're, we're spoiling a second. He gets held up by two of the Ghostface, and they're just like blasting him, right? I get it. They're, I was yeah. like, whoa. Whoa. And then when they say at the end, we found another body, I got a couple things to say about that. I actually looked over at everybody and said, if it's fucking Chad, I'm about to lose it. If he comes out with his fucking <laughs> thumbs up. And guess what fucking happened? He came he out looking okay. Thumbs up. <laughs> I fucking lost it. I was going berserko. I was like, wait, what? I was like, I guess I, I think a lot of it stems from like there's like a thing that people talk about, like uh, Wes Anderson, uh, not Wes Anderson, Wes Craven, like regretted killing Randy in the second film. So like, and that's why Randy still fucking pops up in all these movies through video cassettes or fucking paintings and shit or voices of something, which is crazy. So I was like, are they just scared to kill off someone from the core four? So but, that's what I'm saying, man. Oh, they man. needed to. They need, I think they needed to kill someone. Yeah, from the core they're four. doing. They're doing like a. They're doing like a romance between Chad and Tara, and it's like. Weird, right? I was like, okay. I was like, but yeah, they, but this guy stole his moment a million times. I mean, there's a ta- there's a time where Tara gets stabbed, I think, in the fucking neck, or she stabs someone in the neck. Oh, we can say she stabs Ethan in the neck, and yeah. that dude's just walking around normal afterwards. Like he didn't just get stabbed in the fucking neck. Anyone else? I'd be like, yeah, you're paralyzed for life or something, or like, or you're not going to be able to eat correct for like a long well, time. Any- didn't that happen Real. after he got stabbed like a bunch of times elsewhere? Like, yeah, I mean, he, he got, got stabbed, stabbed everywhere like, like twenty two times. Like. Tara gets stabbed a couple of times. I mean, don't get me wrong; she's a G. She's like fifty cents. She got stabbed a couple times in the last movie too, and she's like fine again. Right. I guess I was like okay. And even Mindy gets like gutted real quick and then runs to them from the street straight from the hospital somehow. Dude, it, <laughs> that is what pissed me off is the fact that she's like, Mindy was guys, fucked up, and I was like. Mindy, weren't you just like super incapacitated? Exactly. Why? Why is she not in the hospital? Like, I was like, you gotta be just fucking kidding me, dude. Gail's gonna, and then Gail's gonna be fine. <laughs> Even Gail getting stabbed. Gail, man, there's some stupid shit in this movie, guys. Like, I'm telling you, that's the only reason. Like, I I rated this one probably low. It's like there's a lot of dumb choices that the people make. Like, we have like Gail in a closet where there's only one way to come in and she decides to go out and find Ghostface. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, just wait it out. Seriously. But I get it. You can't have a movie without stupid choices. So But yeah, I, and I uh, understand overall, that. But yeah. But still Those- their their inability to to kill any of these characters is just like it's ridiculous. They killed off all the new people, basically, which is fucking hilarious. They were yeah. like, these guys are going to be the new guys that we kill. So sorry. One last thing I want to take out. I do like the whole scene in the bodega market where he's just with the shotgun and he's just yeah. he just stabs like three random people. I'm like, add him yeah. to the list. So, you know, that was cool. His gun and shoots him. That was, yeah, once again, I don't know how he got the drop on his ass. But then if you think about who it might be, you're like, OK, I guess that makes sense. He handles a gun pretty well. But, Which um, let's 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 go on that. Uh, yeah. James, did did you know who the Ghostface killers would be? Nope. 
I was all the way to the very end of the movie assuming this was fucking Stu from the first film. Like, the whole fucking time I was like, it's gotta be, right? They're hinting at it that he's, like, still alive. He's got a goddamn question mark next to his fucking name on the thing. I was like, oh, I know what we're doing here. Right? And then when nope. they revealed that it was the people, I was like, god fucking damn it. But you know what gave it off a little bit? There's there's a line that fucking Durant Moroni says Which? that made me think... Hmm, that's a little weird that he would say something like that. He literally says something at, after, you know, we think Quinn's dead. And he's like, anybody that messes with my family gets killed. And I was like, ah, fuck. I was like, oh, please don't. Please don't be the killer. Please don't be the and killer. Just, I was like, that's a little too direct. I was like, oh. Yeah. For for context, it turns out to be Ethan, Quinn, and and Wayne. So they, yeah, they, they are the, the family up- to Richie from the previous film. That's his dad and his siblings which is yeah which is weird um they yeah. scream to us guys <laughs> they scream to us they scream to us <laughs> what uh what about for you mikey did did you know who the killers would be or did uh, they get you? I, I think the whole movie kind of plays off of like just throwing who did more... you think it was then mikey honestly i thought it was gonna be one of the core four i thought it was gonna be terrible really? actually yeah was there so... a part of you that maybe thought sydney was in the movie and she was a killer too, by the way, that's I. That was one of my maybe, theories. I was like, at one point, maybe they lied. Maybe they fucking lied. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be Tara and somebody else. I couldn't figure out who the someone really? else was, but that was my that was my thing. Yeah. That so I <laughs> would be interesting, actually. I uh, I suspected the the detective because his voice oh. sounds just like Ghostface. I was like, well, it's not a little too much on the nose. I was like, but I'm like, it could be the, uh, the other two. Well, obviously, cause I mean, Quinn got fucking stabbed to death, supposedly. So she died. So first one with three, at least. So we can at least, yeah, there's three. I'm a little new. I I, I kind of like that. Yeah. I, I do wish though, man, the, the cold opening did that thing where someone reveals to be a killer. And then, you know, someone comes in and kills that killer. I mm-hmm. wish they would have. It's wild, but I wish they would have done something like that. Kind of like uh, the opening to The Dark Knight, where like the criminals are offing each other, like where it's just mm-hmm. like a group of ghost faces and they're they're doing their kills, but yeah. one of them kills the other one to keep people guessing like on who it is and have them take their fucking mask off. Society like, of ghost did. faces, like just something <laughs> yeah. different. And I was like, oh court shit, of, are they going to court go this of ghost face right? Yeah, not court of owls, court of ghosts. Yeah, I was I mean, like, oh shit! But man, it, I was like, how is this not fucking stew though? Like he's wearing his, the first mask, he's <laughs> leaving Jesus the other fucking mask behind. No, I'm I'm serious, dude. Stew, just everybody know, I'm gonna go fucking. Stew was originally the bad guy in the third movie. Like there, he was gonna be still alive, and he was he orchestrated everything. Like, but then apparently the the I don't know how. Once again, look into it if you want to, but. Plotline was too close to Columbine, apparently, so they had to scrap that whole idea. And it's funny because oh, he shit. still gets the residuals from that movie because technically he was hired for it. Just to let you know. Oh, so, that's weird. Damn. Yeah, he still gets it. Just like how uh, uh, Marlon Wayne still gets rev- uh, checks for Batman 2, Batman Returns, because he was supposed to be in it too. So, yep. shit like that. It's weird. But. Well, that's why I, I think. Movie, like- I was like, please be stupid. This will be the greatest scream ever. Then, no. I was like, fuck! So. See, and they still could have incorporated my idea where he's the mastermind behind it. You know what I mean? Or he um, seduced all these other people to do it, but he's killing them 
to keep people like off his fucking trail and shit. But it would be yeah. it would be interesting if they bring him back. That'd be interesting. Know. That'd be interesting. That'd be like a lot of like whodunits. So yeah. uh did you think the three people were like they turned crazy like way too fast? Because I definitely like no, felt I think like they, were always... they revealed and then like they were psycho after that. I kind of well, felt yeah, they were always psycho though. That's all. all yeah, all but the you, you, they're not portrayed as psycho before that though. None of them. All yeah, three of them, of them were. But regular. you got in in the in the veins of a scream film. It it, it was about the the formula, I guess, because everybody even after in the last movie they the bitch went crazier after that. Shot a girl right in the head, right? I was like, whoa, buddy. So yeah, I would say yeah, you, it makes sense. Plus, they're they you know it's all revenge. For their brother, and I'm like, obviously, there's something a little off with this family, right? Yeah, yikes! So, the reversal of making like the uh, the lead detective like the bad guy, which was almost kind of hinted, I think, in the first movie too, and they actually went with it in this movie. I thought was pretty cool. I think it's almost hinted at just because, like, oh, how would they have gotten all this stuff for this throne room? Basically, right? They're like, there's dirty cops, and people, and I was like. Oh god! I was like, it's not the detective, right? And I'm like, this is way too obvious now. I was like, no, they. W-, I was like, they want me to think that, so I'm not gonna think that. And then at the end, I was like, <laughs> god damn it! I had no idea the kids were. I thought Quinn was dead. Really, I had no idea about that. Yeah. And yeah, by the same. way, that story about bringing a body. I was like, what? I was like, who was that then? I'm like, who fuck was that? I had to bring a body up there. Da da. I was like. Oh, huh? Oh, okay, I guess. You just have bodies yeah. around, like crazy. Really yeah, I was like, was it like a homeless person you killed? Yeah, because he had to kill. He had to kill. He had to replace the body so that they would think that was Quinn. It's like, yeah, who? Did no one check some random body after then? I guess. Yeah. Even weird. by the way, even at the end, where like, did no one check on Chad to see he was breathing still? Right? They were just chilling on the stage together. Pro- I was like, oh, not, your boy's like no. bleeding out. He's okay, so you might want to. <laughs> Put a T-shirt around him or something because he's he's, I guess he's okay. I mean, he looks like woman. Swiss cheese, but uh, he's fine. Just let you know, yeah, like, he's fine actually. He's about to give you a thumbs up, so you might want to give him a kiss too. Take the oxygen off him; it might kill him though. But it's not, yeah. Cool. Also, little suspension of disbelief because I mean, ain't no way Quinn could have overpowered any of the core four. Oh, she couldn't have even overpowered yep. Tara, in my yep. opinion. Truthfully, she's but, the one that's you know. fighting Gale, and there's a part where she's fighting Gale, and I was like. There's no way. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that's just like the last movie, though, with the girl that killed Dewey. I was like, okay. Yeah. I'm they like, get superpowers when they put the mask on, guys. Yeah, I Ask guess. Ask Nabil. Ask the crew. <laughs> we'll have to reference check that one. Um, yeah. You put the mask on and had the voice thing. You just you get, you get like eagle powers or something. You know what I mean? No. No. <laughs> so any... um. Any expectations for Scream Six? Seven. Seven. You with you on that one? Or oh, I'm sorry, Scream Seven. I'm I'm losing track, guys. I'm losing track of these movies. Scream. Any expectations for for uh, Scream Seven, Mikey? Uh, expectations? No. Something I'd like to see maybe is you know Sam goes crazy because they're kind of playing off that this one anyways, and she's actually Ghostface. Oh, or, they're going a little know, Friday the Thirteenth final chapter, huh? Yeah, exactly. They're, they're yeah. alluding to it, man. So hard, they're alluding to yeah. it. Yeah. So maybe they kind of give me what I want. The both sisters or the the two teammates next time they go after, they just kill the whole city or something. I don't know, something like that. I don't really have expectations. I don't think, I don't think they would ever do both. It would probably be Sam. 
Yeah. No, that makes and then sense. Tara has a killer or some shit, and she's like, "I love you, though." Sorry. That'd be fucking wild. <laughs> um, <laughs> like a like a mercy kill. Like I have to. I'm sorry. <laughs> now we no can be family. T- now we can be screamed together. <laughs> Scream together. <laughs> so pe- yeah, so people actually think the Ghostface name is Scream. But um, anyway, I just want to get your thoughts on. It's gotta be Stu, right? 7. It's gotta be fucking <laughs> Stu in the next movie, this dude. Damien Lillard is not Damien Lillard. That's a basketball player. Fucking Shaggy himself is fucking telling everybody. He's like really hush hush about what people have been asking him recently. Are you going to be in another movie? And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, this fucking bastard. He knows. <laughs> You've been hinting at it the whole time. It would be a perfect way to bring Sydney back. This guy's killing off fucking everybody, right? Who else would it be? It's fucking stupid. Still it. alive. He's fucking. I think that would be cool. I think it'd be amazing. That'd be a great way to end it all, dude. He's like, yeah. oh, the, the daughter of my fucking. I don't know if they had a relationship. Best friend? Question mark. Uh, you know, like killed people with me back in the nineties is fucking alive still. So I don't know. Maybe I don't know something like that. That'd be dope. I really you hope be cool if it was movie. him and know. Sam in the next one. Oh, that'd be fucking. That'd be insane. This is yeah. just a fucking like Kylo Ren. Join me. The the only thing with Sam, I think, is just they've just been leaving the breadcrumbs a little too much it's almost like expected you know but i almost feel like, like is that just obvious to be like no she's not like your dad but then maybe right. she is she a little crazy but uh, i will i will yeah. say it was cool when she put on the suit and started just like fucking you know merking folk with that yeah you know? and then when uh tara gave her the little side eye when she's like well she did try to kill my family right i will say this uh, much he- though i hope sit i like i said i hope sydney is back for the next one like just fucking pay her guys like yeah it's, it's bullshit that he want to pay her the money. It's like, guys, really? Come on, whatever. I'm like, sorry, guys, these don't make anything. Yeah, right. I'm like fucking cheap fucks. <laughs> no. Bullshit. I think she can be implemented into it, especially if it's like a finale, which I put in quotes just because yeah. who knows. But I, I, it's got to be Stu, right? It's got to be. <laughs> He's still <laughs> sorry, on He's gonna fucking text me at three someone in the morning. From the core four like, needs to die. Stu. God damn it! Someone from the core four needs to die. That's all. Absolutely. No, yeah. four. Some new person one. should have lived, and a core four person should have died. Well, somebody did yeah. live. It was her boyfriend, the forty-seven-year-old guy. He, he's yeah, because <laughs> hey, he's gonna fight hey. Arrow in the city. He, so yeah, I mean, he, he has fought to. with Arrow. Okay. <laughs> he has to, my yeah. So um, yeah, I agree though. Some one of them needs to die. But so no other closing thoughts. But uh, before we close out, we usually do this before the spoilers. But we'll go ahead and do it now. Uh, what do you guys rate this movie? We'll start with our guest, Mikey. Uh, I give it three, three stars. I liked it enough that I can, you know, kind of recommend it to people, but wasn't as good as some of the other ones that I rated a little higher. So I gave it That's three. That's fair. That's fair. What about you, James? Yeah, I give it um, a three and a half out of five. I still, I still liked it. I like Scream a lot. I think Scream might be one of my like top three horror franchises too. And I don't think it's the worst scream. I still think it's better than the third movie, obviously, but it's, it's not mm-hmm. yeah, super high up there, but uh, it, I'm definitely going to rewatch it again. I think I'm going to actually see it in theaters again. Cause Janelle, my girlfriend is working her way through the uh, scream movies. She's all the way up to the fifth one now. So probably going to oh, see shit. it soon again. So maybe on a rewatch too, maybe I'll notice things, but um, I think it's still enjoyable. If you're a fan, check it out. So 
Yeah, I think it's still enjoyable also, but I'm with Mike on this one. I'll I, I give it a three stars also on this. Talking about it a little bit more, I was like, yeah, it's little things that they can change, which hopefully they um improve yeah. upon on the next on the next installment. Still, I think it's it's worth a watch. Um I do agree with James that it's it's one of the best slasher. It's still um, pretty consistent. I'll say that much for screen movies. Yeah, I don't think any of them are terrible. Like I'm like no, I I can point out franchises where I'll show you some films and these ones that are fucking no. Even three is not that bad. I still watch the remake. Jesus Christ. Yeah, the middle one wasn't as scary though, James. We're not like oh what the fuck. Like no, I still think they're all good movies. Just like just like still an enjoyable franchise. Like even like a even the Rocky Creed franchise, I would say like they're all pretty good. I mean, there's some bad, there's some ones that aren't as good as the others, but I've watched them multiple times and I've done the whoa, same whoa, with whoa, 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 whoa. I think they're all, I think the Rocky franchise is fucking solid, <laughs> in my opinion. I do too. Even the shit that people consider cheesy, I'm like, no, it's not. No, the, but that's, that's, that, they're that's, in, that's what I'm saying yeah. is like, my yeah. thoughts is exactly for Scream. It's just like, you know, like that. So, yeah, it's a pretty solid slasher franchise. Yeah. I I, th- I think so too. Uh, going through this experience and watching all these movies with you guys, I think it's yeah. I, I mean, I I've seen the Friday the Thirteenth series. I think I went down a rabbit hole with James on that, and uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I yeah, agree. there there are some in that series where I'm like, that was weird. Like, I don't think that was a good movie at all. So, <laughs> well, that concludes our review and thoughts of Scream Six. All right, guys, so that is the end of the podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Mikey, for joining us once again. Marco, let them know how they can reach us. Listen and follow us on your favorite podcast service. Trust us, we're on all of them. For a quick link to all our socials, you can visit linktree slash moviepalspod. Thank you, and make sure to smash that subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. Or a shirt, listen to Bill. (laughs) Yeah, he should be back next uh, pod. Supposedly, we, we we will see. We will send a search party, try to find him in the forest. He's only going to wear the ghost face mask. That's it. I mean, his note said, "I'm going out to find myself." I don't know what that means. It must be okay. So he's doing a walkabout. He's just doing a. He's doing his own little. He's just gonna, you know, walk the desert for forty days and figure it out. So make sure to also stay tuned for our next episode, episode one forty seven. Well, we're going to be doing some mini reviews, Marco and Bill, on the um, Oscar films that I assigned to them. Or not assigned. I mean, I'm just going to tell them. So this is not a homework assignment. Followed by our main review of Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Until next time, this is James. And Marco. And Mikey. Have a great one.